Hello, everyone. This is Billy from Fanable.com Podcast Network, and I'm excited to have you here to listen to this. We're having a great interview with a fantastic individual that I met at a catacon. His name is Craig Campbell, and he is, well, you know what? Let me give, let me just let, uh, throw it to him and have him do the introductions for himself. Uh, how you doing today, Craig? I'm good. Uh, um, yeah, I'm Craig Campbell. I'm the uh, lead designer and owner at Nerdburger Games, which you've probably never heard of. Oh, uh, I wouldn't be, say that. We definitely advertised uh, capers, so I'm sure. Oh that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So people, pay attention. This person had a fantastic idea for capers, and he has another one now. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Go, go. <laughs> That's okay. I did a bunch of freelancing for uh, various RPGs, uh, mostly D&D, but a few others uh, for years and years. And then a few years back, I decided to uh, make a game called Murders and Acquisitions. Um, that got published a couple of years ago. Just earlier this year, I ran a Kickstarter for Capers um, that you mentioned. Um, that just got published about a month ago. And like a sucker, I dove right back into running a Kickstarter for a little game that I had been kind of working on in the background um, for a while. Um, a smaller scale thing called Die Laughing, and that's on Kickstarter right now. So I'm going to go from being that guy that just happened to get one game done. In like a few months, I'm going to be like a guy with a company and three finished games. And it's really <laughs> weird. That, hey, you're living the dream, man. I keep on saying I'm going to get my game done <laughs> one day. And the idea of having three out there is... So actually, Die Laughing was the game I got to play at a Catacon. I really wanted to try to get into Capers, but it filled up instantly so i had no <laughs> chance of getting into that but die laughing i i was i jumped right at it I, I i sat down and i absolutely loved it uh how about you tell everybody what die laughing is again it's on kickstarter now yeah die laughing is a uh, sort of a small scale it's a short play gmless role-playing game you know some people might call it a story game sort of because um, it's very narrative heavy very light on rules where the character, uh, the players are portraying characters in a horror comedy movie, and the central conceit is that everybody's going to die, and it's just a question of when that happens for your character and how funny you can make it. Um, and then the game is built in such a way that even after your character is gone, there are things for you to do to remain engaged with the story and influence the outcome, uh, mostly by becoming a producer, which allows you to screw around and improve the movie, quote unquote, like producers do. <laughs> yes, yes. I actually, when we played that, I was excited because uh, we had that rare moment where I think a lot of people died within like five seconds of each other because we just heard that <laughs> perfect storm of just one death after another and we all became producers and I was excited because we actually got to continue the game and just kind of modify it. I think one of my favorite modifications that I as a producer could do was someone would describe a scene of like, you know, this action montage of them like getting ready, kind of evil dead like uh, ready to face this monster and I would come in saying, I'm sorry, uh, budget cuts and I would throw that little snafu at him and he had to reduce everything to make it more cheap. Yeah. So I had a really fun time with that mechanic. So is producer the only idea or are there any other playbooks that you get to play if you die? Uh, well, the, originally I had developed the whole producer thing. Um, and then when I got the Kickstarter going and uh, things were going pretty well, I was like, okay, now I feel like I can go ahead and crunch out a few other things. And so one of the things that we added uh, uh, recently in the Kickstarter was two alternate roles. So when your character dies or gets turned into a sexy vampire or whatever, you can become, become a producer. Or if you use these other rules, you could become a writer. 
that's brought in to punch up the script. And so your uh, the the ways that you can mess with the story focus more on uh, the scenes themselves and how you can kind of tweak the scenes around. Or you can also become an agent and you can become the agent for one of the characters that's remaining in the story. And the idea that is that you're helping, you're trying to help that other character survive the story because as the agent of that actor, you want the actor to be successful. And the best way to be successful is to be the survivor in a story um, you know, you know, in a horror movie and get the franchise and then become a big famous actor. I, I love this because this is like a game within a game. It's like first, you know, it's a horror movie and you're trying to survive that. But if that if that doesn't work out for you, which, you know, given the statistics, probably not, <laughs> uh, you get to play a, a completely different role. And it's, you kind of take on this role of a, of a DM or a GM or a game master. It, I I. Absolutely love that this is a game within a game that when you die, you're not just kind of sitting there as a spectator. Yeah, that's that was like the the core conceit of the game. You know, for years and years, I've been trying to figure out like what's a neat way to to have a horror game where the characters will die, but it's not just like okay, well now just make another character or play an NPC for the rest of the session, but find a way to give the, the player something uh, to do that isn't just rehashing the, the ground of having a character in play. So that when you lose your character, it's it's final, but it's also the game is built around comedy. So it's, you know, it hopefully is funny and entertaining and everybody enjoys it. And then you go on and you do something else for a little while. And then the game, you know, plays in just a couple hours. So, you know, you're not without that character for, for too long. Um, even if you're the first, you know, one of the first characters to die, you've uh, you're not, you know, into a time commitment for too long to to play a game without a, an actual character, and then you can get around to you know playing the game again and play a new character and see if you can survive that one. No, and what I love about this, what I think it makes it really unique, is uh, we. Fandable and our listeners have heard us play these games before where we played World of Darkness, where we played Mortals Trying to Escape. We've played Final Girl, which is another great game that we love, which is kind of taking that horror genre and you just slowly dwindle down the survivors until there's the final girl. And then there's this one. But the unique thing about this one is where those are trying to be like, hey, play this serious You've decided to say, no, throw that all out the window. This is a purely comedy, parody, fun game. Why, why did you make that choice? Instead of trying to make a game that's kind of like, oh, this could be serious, but you know, you can also be funny if you want. You've come out of the gate and said, no, this is a parody. This is Shaun of the Dead. This is all those, this is, this is Leprechaun, you know, all those funny hijinks. <laughs> what, what made you decide to do that? Uh, well, that was part, uh, primarily to take the sting out of losing a character. Because I didn't, the last thing I wanted was like, you're playing this game and you've got a character and you maybe get invested in them a little bit and they survive for a while and then they get killed and you're kind of like, oh, bummed out. But if you can make the, 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 the movie, the story that you're telling funny in general, and then the, the, the expectation is that their, their death is going to be over the top and, you know, maybe, maybe it's super gory, maybe it's really slapsticky, whatever. It's some sort of funny. It gives you kind of like something to shoot for, for a fun way. To, uh, to have your character go out and then you just switch roles into to doing something else where you can continue to kind of mess around with stuff and that tends to have funny consequences as well. Yeah, I think my character died by tripping on his football and falling and breaking his neck on like the count the gas uh, station counter. It was so least epic thing ever. Yeah, it was uh, you were not killed by the monster. The monster was around, but you'd like yeah you you fell and broke your face and 
and and bled out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I think I choked on my own vomit. It was it was a glorious death, people. You would really love it. So that that, that brings up. Uh, so you have uh, in this book, you have uh, player books, which is the characters that you can play, and then you also have uh, some monsters that you're going to be putting in this thing. Is that correct? There's a whole bunch of different monsters, um, and every one of them is a little different. They they all use the same basic rules. And, you know, some of them are easier to deal with through physical force. Some of them are, you know, you can potentially outsmart them or talk your way out of a situation with them. You know, each is kind of built as a sort of an homage to a classic horror movie monster. So there's 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 no copyright infringement. I'm not, you know, stealing anybody's IP, but there's clear satire and parody of certain types of monster movies, certain villains and certain monsters. And then uh, every monster also has a uh, like a unique what's referred to in the game as a rap rule. So like when your character g- goes away, they may get killed. They get might get turned into a zombie or whatever. They're they're wrapped as in that's a wrap for Billy. <laughs> and when when you are when your character is wrapped, there's another thing that happens that kind of influences some uh, to some extent what you can do for the rest of the game or how your character's corpse <laughs> plays into the story <laughs> or you know how if you get turned into a sexy vampire or something like that like you can reinsert yourself back into scenes as the vampire character um, and all sorts of different things to do and every monster is a little different in that respect cool and how many monsters can people expect if you get as much funding as you want for this kickstarter everything's pretty nailed down at this point that there's going to be 24 characters and 24 monsters Ooh, I like I, uh, that's that's a nice variety. So, could you give us a hint, uh, a taste of what some of the characters are, the player characters? I, I can I explain? Can I say which one I played? Uh sure. Yeah, I played the jock. You played the jock, yeah. Yeah, the jock, and it's a little bit kind of like powered by the apocalypse when you're creating a character. As you circle adjectives, you circle things, and you kind of s- decide kind of what talents you have. It's really simple. It took me, I don't know, less than five minutes to make an entire character. And what I loved about character creation is you also get to decide. You give you're given four possible items that your character has, and then you get to choose two. And as the jock, I chose like the Letterman jacket and the football, and I could have used those at certain points to help me in a role. I think at one point I used my jacket to shield me from like an attack, and you're like, "Yep, yeah, that gives you an extra point or something like that," and it actually helped me survive. It's it's really just the the stuff you know, the equipment that your character has. The in the game, it's referred to as stuff. You have you have stuff. And it becomes just like – think of it as like improvisational prompts. It's like you've got these things and you have to find a way to integrate them into the narrative that you're telling. And if you can – you know, if you, if you work them into the description of the scene your character is in, then you gain a bonus. No, and, it, and I, I love that. I absolutely – I really enjoyed that. So oh, what is your favorite mechanic about this entire game? What, what, what makes this that – you look <laughs> at this and say like, I am so proud that I thought of that. I'm a genius. Well, the, the core mechanic of the game is that you each each player, you know, your character, you have six dice. Those are your life, and as you as you play the game, you're rolling your entire dice your entire dice pool, and for various reasons, your dice pool decreases as you go, and that becomes the countdown to your character's death. And I, I joke that the char- that the game has one mechanic that does two things: making those trait checks with all of your dice determines success or failure in a scene, and then as the dice reduce, it brings about your character's death. That's the whole mechanic. It's really, really simple. Oh, it is. The bulk of the playtesting came in finding interesting variations on that for the characters to have their special little rules and interesting monster concepts and rap rules for them. So it was more finding the fun factor in the characters and the monsters than it was honing down the... uh, this, the, the mechanics is because after about three or four play tests, I was like, yep, the mechanics do exactly what they need to do. 
Now let's make all the characters and monsters fun. What's been the response like from the audience, from your players? Um, I've received an overwhelmingly positive response, actually. Like, I get regularly I, – I had people – taking uh, the preview edition to conventions on their own. I had people who were playtesting it outside of my own group. I had people that I was playing with at cons. And, you know, I'd I'd say 95% of the time it comes back as like, this is really fun. This is like, this is a little out of the ordinary. It plays quick. It's easy. Um, It's, you know, it'd be one of those things that picks up, uh, you know, like uh, people have referred to it as like, this is a party game I could play with my non-role-playing friends. Oh, yeah. No, I I agree. And how long does a game usually last? Yeah, it depends on how many players are in the group because you need, you know, a certain amount of time to kind of kill off all the characters. The less players, the faster it is. I I can, yeah, I generally see a game run. I've had a game run as as quickly as an hour if you've only got four players, um, four characters. But that's a little, four characters is kind of like the bare minimum. I found the, the sweet spot for the game to be like five, six characters. And uh, if you really know the game system, you, that'll play in an hour and a half. And even if you're relatively new, you can be done inside of two hours with six characters, even if you have to learn the rules. Right. And I don't know if we've mentioned this before. I mean, I think we did say it's a GM-less game. You all are playing players, but there are points where you actually take on the role as of the director. Is that correct? Yes. Um, every... S- Every scene, basically, the who the lead character is rotates around the table, and the person to that lead character's right is always the director. And so they, they, they're they involved in kind of helping to set the stage for a scene using an act and scene structure that's built into the game that's, that's described in the book. And so you, there's a whole bunch of different scenes, and you determine them randomly, and you work your way from act one to act two to act three. Um, and that takes you kind of through the whole story. And Act 1 scenes are very much about introducing characters and conflict. And Act 2 is about escalating everything. And then Act 3 is mostly about fighting the monster or things that are sort of adjacent to that. It's all the resolution stuff. How long do people have until this Kickstarter's over? Uh, this wraps up on the day before Thanksgiving. So the Wednesday, whatever the day of the week that is, or whatever date that is. The Wednesday before Thanksgiving at 9 p.m. Eastern time. That that's when she shuts down. Okay, people, people, we only have a few days to get out this. So I'm going to I'm going to edit this as quickly as possible. <laughs> so I give my listeners as much time as uh, they can to check out Die Laughing. We're going to put the link to the Kickstarter down in the show notes, but it's not that hard to find. Go to Kickstarter and type in Die Laughing. You clearly are a person who enjoys horror movies and so much so you made a game about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just make you a little bit more, uh, you know, a person instead of a person trying to uh, sell a Kickstarter. What's your favorite horror movie? Like, what, what, what's something that you look back and say, like, this is, this is what inspired me to love this genre? Oh, oh, good Lord. That's, that's a really tough question to answer. Um, start picking subgenres and I can start pinning down the favorites in subgenres. Okay. How about this? Uh, favorite comedy, favorite comedy, a horror comedy. A horror comedy, Shaun of the Dead. Oh, yeah. Okay. The, uh, I, I am not surprised. <laughs> favorite slasher, Night of the Living Dead. Uh, favorite body horror, John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. No, you, you are yeah. clearly <laughs> reading my like my diary of what my favorites are. So I absolutely agree. And I'm, I'm guessing fan of The Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, I'm slugging my way through that, even though it's, you know, this, I mean, it's a lot of seasons in and it's, it's had some missteps and, but, uh, there's always something entertaining and interesting happening. This season has been interesting. Uh, no, I agree. I uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, I've actually, yeah, I've enjoyed quite. I, I've enjoyed everything about it. Well, Craig, it was great 
meeting you. Is there anything else you want to say to shout out to my listeners before I uh, end this interview? Just a couple things about the real quick about the Kickstarter. The game is just ten dollars, um, and that gets you the PDF, and you can get a soft cover copy of the book for super cheap later, just at cost. And there's also backer levels in there that allow you to get the PDF of other games that I've made, so you can kind of mix and match and get two or three games for pretty cheap. Is Capers part of that? Capers is part of that. Uh, Murders and Acquisitions is part of that. Oh, I. I haven't had a chance to play Murders and Acquisitions, but uh, Capers, I've checked out the book. I love everything about it. So uh, that alone should just get people running over there. Just, <laughs> I just want to point that out. Uh, Other than this is also being a great game that you played. I loved playing <laughs> Die Laughing. <laughs> um, and then um, I do this little podcast myself every week. Um, episodes come out on Wednesday. It's been going for over five and a half years called uh, the Nerd Burger Podcast that I do with a friend of mine. It's it's sort of a potpourri of geeky, nerdy discussion about all sorts of topics. We've got some like a, a rotating band of guests that come in and we just, it's very conversational and very uh, kind of slathered over with a lot of humor where we, we just kind of have fun talking about the geek world. Oh, fantastic. So there, uh, so and it's the Nerd Burger. Is that what it's called? Nerd Burger Podcast. Yeah, nerd, nerdburgershow.com. Okay, well, uh, you know what? You know, we it sounds like a geeky topic roundtable, which is kind of our version of that uh, over at Hair Fanable. So if you like what we do for the Geeky Topics Roundtable, uh, definitely give Nerd Burger uh, Podcast a listen. Yeah, thank you. Cool. Come by and listen to us yammer. <laughs> well, Craig, it was great uh, talking with you. And more importantly, it was great gaming with you at the Catacon. I had a fantastic time and I really enjoyed this book. Fandible is definitely going to be throwing some money, at least at the starter level, at least get the PDF so we can play it on the air here at some point. Woohoo! Everything I did just now is worth it. <laughs> well, thank you very much for get, uh, coming on and talking with me, Craig. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you very much for happen, uh, having me on the show. And thanks for swinging by at a Catacon and trying out the game. Fantastic. Well, everybody, this is our end of our interview. It's just a quick little shout out to our friend uh, at the Nerd Burger podcast. And please check out the Kickstarter for Die Laughing. It is down in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming by and thanks for listening.